Today on the show, we'll talk about Brad Sweet getting closer to outlaw title number four. We'll also talk about Wednesday World Finals results. Plus, we'll look ahead to the Oval Nationals and more coming up this weekend. Let's go. It's Thursday, November 3rd. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I know you guys uh, know about the sticker board behind me, and I'm working on adding more stuff to it. But uh, if you look right here, we now have uh, Rick Eshelman uh, on the sticker board for all time. I went ahead and picked this up at World Finals uh, yesterday, so uh, glad to have Rick along for the ride. Uh, at World Finals last night, I felt like we saw Brad Sweet in that Napa 49 team. Uh, I feel like we saw why they've won three straight World of Outlaws championships and why they're in line for title number four. Those guys were all business from the moment they rolled the car out of the trailer yesterday, and Brad Sweet did exactly what he needed to do from start to finish to edge closer to title number four. He went third quick in his qualifying flight, second in his heat to make the dash, and then a very nice eighth to second run in that dash after not getting a great draw. From there, he was not really a factor in the main event for the win, but a podium finish in third was good enough for him to extend the points lead with two nights remaining. On the flip side, David Gravel did his part through the early portion of the night. Quick time in fly day, uh, heat win also set him up in the dash. He drew the five, so it was in a decent spot, uh, but things started to kind of slip a bit in that dash. Gravel got shoved up the track on lap one and ended up rolling to a stop. He did get restarted, but ended up eighth, which meant a P8 start for the feature. And then he was able to hang around the top five for most of the 30 lap before settling for sixth at the end. But when you've got Brad uh, up on the podium, Gravel needs to be winning these races over this weekend. Uh, and a sixth place finish isn't, uh, that's not going to get it done. Sweet and third, Gravel six means six points were added to the advantage. Uh, so the gap between the two is 22. Now that's about 11 positions or five and a half spots per race that Gravel must now beat Sweet over the next two nights. Out front in the main event, Carson Macedo was in control for the duration, but a late issue with a broken nozzle line ended his bid for the win. He said afterwards that the fitting was still there, but the line was gone. Uh, Logan Schuhart slipped by the stricken JJR 41 with two to go and bagged the $15,000 win. Down a cylinder, Macedo was able to limp his car home to still finish in the second position. We did have some tire issues in the sprint car feature on Wednesday. I know they were worried about debris on the track, but race director Mike Hess said they couldn't find anything. And Sweet talked about it uh, as well in his post-race interview. The track didn't take rubber, but the surface is just really abrasive. A lot of guys uh, basically had nothing left on right rears at the end. Will definitely be something uh, the teams will need to manage through the weekend, I think. The sprint cars are off today at World Finals, but we'll be back in action on Friday and Saturday. We had a very similar look in the Knights World of Outlaws, a lay model feature with Shane Clan in control for most of the race. For the Georgia Bulldog, though, it wasn't a mechanical issue that kept him from the win. It was a charging Mike Marler. Marler started ninth and had worked his way to third inside 10 to go. We then had a three-car battle out front between Clanton, Marler, and Trent Ivey. A late spin for Tyler Erb re-racked the field, and Marler was able to get clear of Clanton by the white flag. The victory was the second series win in a row for Marler and his fifth total of the season. With Dennis Herb Jr.'s championship sewed up, the only other battle we're watching right now is for Rookie of the Year in that second spot in points between Max Blair and Tanner English. Blair did finish one spot in front of the 81E last night, so with two more chances to close the gap, Blair now trails English by 18 points. Hudson O'Neill made his first start in the Rocket House car on Wednesday night. Uh, if you miss it, the car does have a bit of a different look uh, with some added red on it. O'Neill finished 13th after starting 15th. Uh, 
you know, I, I don't think there's anything to read into this. Uh, he's going to need some time to get his feet under him, I think, here with a new team. But uh, I like that the car looks a little bit different, uh, kind of set things off and uh, kind of get into this new era here with Hudson O'Neill behind the wheel. Uh, one other late model note from last night, we had James Essex and Brett Emmerich on the call, and I really enjoyed them in the booth. It was strange hearing Essex on the mic at an outlaw show, uh, but cool nonetheless. And obviously, those guys are both uh, Hall of Famers, both incredible uh, at what they do. And uh, even uh, Emmerich hadn't been on the mic in quite a while, but uh, sounded like he, uh, you know, it's like riding a bike, right? Like you, you just are able to pick it right back up. But those guys uh, did a great job last night. Uh, so looking at the rest of the world finals tonight, the late models are back on the schedule, joined by the Super Dirt Car Series Big Block Modifieds. Sprint cars will be a part of the Fan Fest in the afternoon today. That is 2 to 4 p.m. Friday is sprint cars and bid blocks with the late models off, and then all three will race on Saturday's program. And I did get to spend a bunch of time at the track yesterday. I shot some photos. I did some video uh, that you'll start seeing on my channels coming up. It was also really cool to see some friends I hadn't seen in a long time, uh, and I appreciate everyone that stopped me to say they watched the show and enjoy what I'm doing. I wasn't quite sure what the reaction was going to be uh, from some people in the community about some stuff, but... Uh, it was all positive yesterday. Super cool to, to you know have people walk up and say that they enjoy what I'm doing. And it had been a few years since I was at an Outlaw event, and it was really great to be back wandering the pits. So I'll probably head back out tonight, uh, bring my little guy along. He's never seen uh, Super Light Models and Big Block Modifieds in person, so he'll be in for a treat tonight. Uh, out in California, the Oval Nationals get going for the USAC National Sprint Cars and CRA Sprint Cars tonight. These are the final three races of the season and Brady Bacon's last opportunity to try and close the 83-point gap to Justin Grant for the series championship. Bacon was fastest last night in open practice at Paris Auto Speedway and he was a prelim night winner a year ago. I think the gap here is probably too large to overcome, especially with just how consistent JG has been this season. But you never know. I guess that's you know why we won the races. In 2021, Jake Swanson was the other prelim night winner with Kevin Thomas Jr. taking down the Saturday victory. Tonight and Friday are 6000 to win, with Saturday's feature paying 20000 to win. The event is a joint national and USAC CRA weekend, so we should have a nice field of cars. A year ago for this event, we were in the mid-30s, and just one week ago at Kokopa, we had 40. And I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be close to that again this week. All three nights are live over on Flow Racing if you cannot get out to the Paris Auto Speedway. And about 400 miles to the northwest of Paris uh, on Saturday night, both the NARC 410 series and the 360 Sprint Car Challenge Tour close out their 2022 seasons at the Stockton Dirt Track. Dominic Selzy is the NARC points leader and just has to sign in and I believe take his qualifying lap to lock up the championship. On the 360 side, things are a little tighter. Andy Forsberg has a 36-point lead over Tony Gomes for the Sprint Car Challenge Tour title. Ryan Robinson and Corey Day picked up Sprint Car Challenge Tour wins at Stockton earlier this year, while Colby Copeland, DJ Neto, and the tire shortage have NARC wins at Stockton in 2022. Should be a good night of racing, and I'm sure we'll have a few guys doing double duty between both series. This one will also be live on Flow if you are not nearby. Elsewhere around the country this weekend, there's a 14 grand to win lay model show at Atomic on Saturday. The Ironman series uh, is paying 10,000 to win at Duck River. Uh, the Crate Show at Magnolia has been lost to weather for the weekend, so don't uh, go looking for that one because it's not happening. Uh, and just a quick show note, this is my last episode for the week. I'm hoping, though, to try and make it back out to World Finals on Saturday for Championship Night, though. Uh, try to get some more photos, some more video, and get to do a little more hanging out. Uh, there are three shows on today's streaming schedule with more to come over the next few days into the weekend. You'll have, obviously, World Finals on Dirt Vision, the Oval Nationals from Paris on Flow Racing, uh, and a whole lot more. To see the full daily streaming schedule through the weekend, uh, head over to dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Uh, if you uh, checked out the the kind of watch party last night on Dervision last night, drop me a comment uh, on YouTube. Let me know what you thought of kind of how that went. 
Uh, I know they had Dave Reef and Nick Hoffman and some uh, some other people kind of in that uh, kind of a Manning cast type deal. Uh, if you've uh, watched any of the Monday Night Football stuff on ESPN, but let me know what you thought about that in the comments below. Uh, that's it for the show today. Enjoy the Dirt Racing Weekend. Please hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you do not do so already. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.